0: It's always better to do it Jesus' way. You know, that's why he calls us to follow him. He calls us to step out of our sinful ways, our sinful desires, put ourselves to death, and carry our crosses and follow him. I mean, that's exactly what Jesus has the invite that he put out to everyone. It's not just come and live, it's come and die, right? In Luke 9 23. <laughs> says they that would come after me are to deny themselves daily take up their cross and follow me you know that's exactly what we're supposed to do we're supposed to destroy our fleshly nature you know and give it over to him letting the spirit do his sanctification work in us even though Jesus has already paid the penalty for our sin nailing it to the cross but that doesn't mean that we can freely go on sinning all we want just because we're under grace doesn't mean you can just do what you want. That's why we're called to endure, right? Right. That's why it's a constant, constant. When he's talking to the disciples, he's constantly bringing up that you need to endure in your faith. You need to continue to follow me. You need to continue in the faith. You need to this, you know, saying that continually follow me, no matter what, whatever comes your way, whatever is, whatever you face, whatever hardship, whatever tribulation. Continue to follow me. Keep turning from sin. That's what repentance is, is your constant turning from sin. And we all have to practice that every day, right? You know, but I said this at Lighthouse. I I actually, I spoke at Lighthouse finally. And I, I told them, you know, that if we come to Jesus and we say we believe but there's no life change and we continue just in sin because we're like because we think we're under grace and that means we can do what we want we're we're deceived because just because Jesus died for the penalty of sin and he died so that you could be free doesn't mean that we can just do what we want and Jesus said to not continue in sin because if you continue in sin, then you don't have the spirit, because the spirit is what prompts us to turn from sin. So you'd be really hard pressed to say, I believe, but I'm going to continue to do this sin over here because I'm under grace. At that point, you're no better than the demons who say they believe. That's what the Bible says. Jesus, you know, they it says that the demons believe and shudder because they know. That God is someone to be feared in a reverent, holy way because He is a thrice-holy God who is loving and just. And He's the only one that we sin against. We can't continue to walk in sin. And that doesn't matter what that sin is. It could be a simple sin. You know, like if you're a habitual liar, the Bible says that liars will not inherit the kingdom of God. It says the drunkards will not inherit the kingdom of God. It says those who practice idolatry, those who practice sexual sin. If something happened to us as humans. We do not have that reverent fear of God anymore. Instead, we use him as a curse word. You know, whether it's speaking the words or it's typing it out in a text messages. You know, we just don't have that fear anymore of the fact that this perfect holy God could literally destroy both body and soul in hell. But instead he steps out of out of heaven, out of glory in the form of Jesus to pay the penalty and be our substitution. you know and then he calls us, To follow him. And anytime he, whenever he called the disciples, what did they do? What, like, when he said, Follow me, they dropped everything and followed him wholeheartedly, just were like, Okay, dropped everything to follow him. You know, not like the rich, the rich young ruler who was like, Well, I need to. Take care of these things before I can do that. It didn't work that way. Jesus said, Drop it all, die to yourself, and follow me. That's what we need to do if we are true followers of Christ. Right? And that's when we start to realize that, you know, God's law, not only was it written down for the people to know, but then it was written on our hearts. So we all have that moral understanding of what God is actually wanting. It's just it even says that the entire world knows that God exists, but they're searching for him in a different way. They're looking for him in different areas or they're making different gods. I wonder if it's safe in numbers. You know there's eight billion of us. It's, it's possible. Well, yeah, I mean, cause isn't that what God told Cain? Was, hey, sin's crouching at the door, wanting to pounce on you. And instead of turning from it, he went to it and killed his brother. Murdered his brother. Didn't just... I mean, he, he knew what he was doing when he did it. You know? And that's... How a lot of us are. We know the truth, but we spit in the truth's face. We'd rather feel good now than have fulfillment in eternity with Jesus. And I would encourage you to not seek for the now, but seek for the coming. You know, and that's not to say that when you come to Jesus, that you have to wait for some eternity. You have to wait for perfection, blah, blah, blah. No, it's when you come to Jesus, your life, your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. However, it says that it can be blotted out. If you choose to turn away from him, if you choose sin, if you choose to walk away, Does it will let you make that choice because it wouldn't be loving to not let you have that choice. you know but we have to make that choice every day we have to make that choice are we going to continue to follow Jesus honor and glorify God and live by the spirit or are we going to say i'm going to do my own thing today i'm going to live for myself and it's a choice we get to make but of course i would encourage that you live for him that you would repent every moment of every day because repentance is a very very good reminder of the fact that we can't do this life alone and that we need a savior and that we have a savior lord jesus messiah savior of the entire world right john three sixteen. for god so loved the whole world of the whole world that he sent his only begotten son We need to remember that. So even as believers, we need to know the gospel. We need to understand the gospel. And we need to preach the gospel to even believers because we need to be reminded of the fact that Jesus did something so amazing for us that we did not deserve. And then we need to live for him. And it's hard. Because living the other way is a whole lot easier. We know. We know. We have his word. That He loves us so much that He would come and be the be the substitute for us. Let's live in that. Let's live in that. And if you are not following Him, I want to encourage you to give your life to Jesus. Like Just repent of your sin. Place your faith in Him and then live for Him. Oh, dear Lord Jesus, I thank You for this time, Lord. It was just... A little out there at first, but Lord, you brought it around, and Lord, we're We're thankful for that. Lord, I just pray that you would work continuously in the hearts and the lives of each and every man that's in here. And Lord, that uh, they would just rely on you daily. Lord, if they don't know you, that they would come to know you, that they would place their faith in you. Lord, if they are following you, Lord, that they would do so with an unending endurance that only you can give. So Lord, we praise you. Lord, and we uh, just pray over this meal that we're about to have, Lord, that you would bless it to our bodies. And Lord, we thank you for the hands that prepared it. And we thank you for this place, that we have a place for men who are in need to come and receive some sort of help, Lord, and also that they can come here and know you. So Lord, it's in your name we pray. Amen.